So I never teach someone something really unrealistic that I read and I, I personally cannot even do yeah. and be like, why don't you go and try this thing? You know? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. For example, yeah, so, like, you know, go a day just having bananas. Exactly. That's so That's unrealistic ridiculous. and crazy. I don't think that our body needs to eat like that. You know, it, it, it's just unnatural. And for me, I'm, I was brought up in India and yeah. I love Indian food. I don't think that like, if somebody told me that stop eating rice forever or stop eating sugar, only eat sugar in fruit, I, I think that would be crazy. Like I, it's just not doable for me. Welcome to Vitamin Consciousness with your host, Nitesh Gyanjandani. This podcast is created to make personal development easier to consume on a day-to-day basis. We call upon experts in the field to share their insight, information, and experiences, and turn them into practical tools that you can apply into your life so you can become the best version of yourself. Don't forget to subscribe, follow, like, and comment on our session on Instagram. Twitter, YouTube with the name Vitamin Consciousness or The Nitesh G. We are talking about how to lose your weight without losing your mind. And our guest today is actually my very good friend. She's a sport nutritionist. She's a beauty expert and the co-founder of a lifestyle brand called Glamour and Purpose. Their flagship, which is the Body Lift Program, has helped people all around the world to create their healthy lifestyle, lose weight, and get radiant skin. So without further ado, let us welcome our guest of the day, Simmer Gil McCullough. How are you, Simmer? I'm great. Thank you for having me, Nitesh. It's an honor to have you here. Welcome to Vitamin Consciousness. How's things with you, Simmer? Things are going great. It's, uh, yeah, I'm at home in India at the moment. Oh, you're in so India at the moment. Yes, having a great time with my family. <laughs> right, right, right. So, Simmer, um, thank you for thank you very much for uh, being here in our podcast today. We would like to know your story, Simmer. Like, uh, what's your story, and how did you get into where you are today? Okay, so how did I get into uh, health and fitness? I'll tell you about that. Yeah. So basically. Back in 2013, so I'm a former early childhood teacher. So back in New Zealand, I used to teach four to five-year-olds, and I've worked for basically the whole range of zero to fives. Okay. And uh, in 2013, I was, uh, there was a point where I, f- I used to get sick all the time. Like every single month, I would get some one or the other issue. And like if, if a child has cold, for example, and came and sneezed in my face, mm-hmm. I'll end up getting bronchitis. It was Seriously? that bad. Seriously? Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. And so my immune system was really weak. I was getting sick every month and I was taking antibiotics every month. Um, I didn't know any different. I didn't know that I could actually, there was anything else that I could do. Like anytime I'm sick, I just had to go see the doctor. The doctor would give me the antibiotics. And 
it was around that time like i think if this happened like five or six months in a row and every single time i had to take like four to five days off from work it came to a point where my boss was like do you have some kind of sickness or something like what's going on with you <laughs> yeah 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 I'm and sure. uh and I was like, no, I have no idea why this is happening to me, you know. So this was impacting my work and my life in every way that you could possibly think. Right. And my skin was breaking out a lot as well. So, wow. you know, at that point, that's, that's around the time when I actually got started with the company that I worked with as well, who was my product partner. Uh, and... Uh, so what we did was when once I started working with them, I started learning about, okay, health, you know, eating actually has an impact on our body. The food that I put in my mouth has an impact on my body. So uh, Nathan, my husband, at one point said to me that, look, you need to get your allergies te uh, tested because I promise you there must be one, something that you are eating every single day that's impacting you like this. And it has to be something that you eat all the time. And I was like, okay, so I booked an appointment with a naturopath, went there, got myself checked and uh, found out that I was not allergic, uh, but I was intolerant to gluten, dairy and sugar. And gluten, dairy and sugar. Yeah. Basically everything so, that's there in a cake. Yes. And that okay. was the problem because... I was really, really badly addicted to cakes. Like, if you put a, uh, you know, like a bar of chocolate in front of me, I'll probably not eat that. I like, I'll eat a piece, you know, but I won't eat the whole bar. Right. You put a cake in front of me and I would probably eat half of that. Like, <laughs> it of was that bad. I was, I love cake. Like, even now, I love cake. And that was such an issue because those are the three ingredients that go in cake. So, yes, because of my health, because of my skin, I made a decision and I decided that I was going to leave all of these three, like, I was just going to leave these ingredients out of my food. And cool turkey. Like, cool turkey. Yes. Yeah, yeah, completely wow. cold turkey. Because the thing about sugar, especially, is that it's very addictive. So at any point, if you are addicted to sugar, it's really hard to leave it because sugar does the same thing in your brain that cocaine does, okay? Absolutely. So most people can't, like, I know for a fact that if I could have a little bit here and there, I would have never been able to quit. So... But luckily, my naturopaths told me that I can have uh, coconut sugar and I can have stevia and I can have dates, things like that. So still, I have a big sweet tooth, <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah. Uh, but I found that like for three months, I was completely obsessed with sugar completely. And but because of the alternatives with coconut sugar and different things like that, I was able to create different recipes for myself. And, uh, you know, I made it. And after that point, after the first three month point, I was actually able, like, I didn't like the taste of sugar anymore. And I just kept it out of my diet. And now it's almost six years. And yeah six or seven years <laughs> and I haven't, I, I still don't eat sugar, gluten or dairy. 
but I still, yeah. Wow, so. that, that, that's amazing. I mean, like, you know, I, what, what I really like about your story, Simon, and of course, this is easier said than done, right? That, you know, of course, you had a condition at that point of time. Right, you 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 were yeah. going through something, and you you visited your doctor and your naturopath. She they told you that you had a condition, and you just leave it like that. But I like one word that you used, and I, and I'm really really glad to know that right now you're you're doing so much better. In fact, you're teaching people about nutrition, right? And of course, you're at the best shape of your life. Um, but I really like the fact that you're using the word alternative here, Simmer, which uh, which I think uh, a lot of our listeners here would love to know about because it's not easy to just go cold turkey, especially on sugar, correct? Yes, absolutely. Oh my God. <laughs> right, right. Of course. So um, I'm going to talk about these alternatives later, Simra. I would like to dive, dive deep into what these alternatives are. But um, mm-hmm. uh, in, regards to what you, uh, in regards to what you shared just now, that means you've not had sugar for the past six years. Yeah, I mean, now it's like, you know, say, for example, I went to Thailand and sugar is in every single dish there. Right. Um, if I, if, of course, I'll eat the food that is available, but right. Right. it doesn't, it doesn't bother me like that. And I don't like the taste of it anymore. So there's no interest in me to actually go for that cake or that cookie. Like, it's just doesn't even occur to me, like something that I need, like, that I would eat. Right, 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 right. So that means at this point of time, you are completely like, you've completely, you are able to like tell yourself that, you know what, I don't want to even eat sugar anymore. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. That's amazing. And it's, I think the, the thing is that when you leave it for long enough, yeah. what you realize when you go back to it is that it's too, like, it's, it's too sweet. It's too much. And that it, it doesn't actually taste good. I don't know if, if that makes sense, but it doesn't taste good. <laughs> right, right. Of course, like once you've quit that for like a long period of time, then you realize that when you are like in that period where you're having it, on a, especially on a regular basis, right? You don't, you're not able to see that. Yes, because your taste buds get used to it. I mean, most of us eat lots of sugar, from uh, our childhood time, you know, and, and our taste buds are used to it. So when you quit it for some time and go back to it, you'll find that it's too strong. Yeah. Right, right, right. Of course. Of course. I mean, like, I, I won't be able to validate that because I'm still in a point where I'm still eating a bit of sugar. That's why I'm really, really keen to have this interview with you, Simmer. But uh, okay. So uh, that means at this point of time, you went cold turkey. Right. So, okay, I'm going to put myself from a position of the people who are still consuming simmer, uh, sugar, mm-hmm. sugar, dairy, and gluten. Um, but before that, I, I have a very curious question to ask, right? A lot of us over here, including myself at times, right? We have tried different kind of diets, simmer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we have reduced our food, we've reduced uh, a lot of our intakes, but yet, we are still, it is so tough for us to lose weight. Well, I know you as a person and I know that you are, like you enjoy eating and yet you are always still in shape, right? So you always intimidate us with that. So how do you do that? What's your secret? <laughs> okay. 
Yeah, I am a big eater and um, I'm not big on diets at all. Like, I think I might have tried a diet or two when I was a teenager. And uh, I think most teenagers do because they want to look good and all that. But I'm not, I'm not really someone that can do dieting in that sense. And uh, I'm a big eater. Anything that I do eat, I eat big amounts of it. And wow. I like to really okay. enjoy my food. Right. But when it comes to weight, uh, weight loss or maintaining your ideal weight, it's actually not about the, I mean, there's a, a lot of talk out there about calories in and calories out, right? But there's, our body is so much more than just calories in and calories out. It's like, it's not the amount of food you eat, but the kind of food you eat. So if you're eating, say, chips and, and a lot of the, a lot of, uh, you know, say gluten is one of the one of those ingredients that actually causes that tummy fat right. um so if you're eating a lot of things that are made with that it can actually have an impact on you but if you manage your food well and you're taking a good amount of proteins fats in your diet i it's it's almost impossible to put on weight like i eat a lot and i've never worried about my weight i don't even have a scale in my house so I never, uh, you know, weigh myself or anything because I, I don't need to because I, I eat the right kinds of foods. I know that which foods I need to keep out of my diet and which ones I need to keep in. So as long as I'm eating those, I, it's, yeah, it's not really possible to lose weight. Plus the thing about uh, healthy food is that when you are eating healthy food, you actually can't overdo it. So your body gives you that sign that, okay, I've, I've had enough. Say for example, a lot of the desserts that I, that we make with uh, coconut sugar and things like that are, you know, if you take a cake that's made with sugar, uh, the typical cake, you know, you'll have one piece and then you'll be like, Oh my God, I'm, this is so good. I need to like have more and more. Absolutely. And absolutely, yes. I can I can yeah. absolutely relate with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and it's so easy to overeat. But when it comes to healthy foods, like the desserts that I usually make are with coconut sugar. They they would have, typically have oats in them, stuff like that, lots of nuts. When you have desserts, and these, by the way, taste so freaking good, like so good. So when I have these kind of desserts, it's almost impossible to overeat because they're full of fats, they're full of protein, fiber, and all of these uh, different, uh, you know, foods actually, when you eat them, they give your body... <laughs> you know, your body actually figures out that, okay, I'm full now right. and I don't need to eat anymore. And you, it's almost impossible to overeat with that. Yeah. Okay. So that's, very, that, that's a very interesting point that you mentioned, right? It's not, a, it's not about how much, uh, how much that you eat. It's about the kind of food that you eat. And, and another po interesting point that I got from you is like, if you eat food that are healthy, you don't overeat, right? When, like I, I'm sure like a lot of our listeners here can relate with that. Like whenever we have 
for example, we consume cake or you know food that are made out of gluten or sugar. We get addicted to it. So are you trying to say that when we eat the right kind of food, over here we're talking about, for example, the alternatives that you mentioned here, we won't overeat it because it doesn't cause us addiction per se. Yes. Yes, absolutely. In fact, you know, when I first started on my journey, because I was testing out so many different kinds of desserts, I actually even made some of the desserts with the kids uh, in my daycare. Mm -hmm. And I found that usually when there's a birthday party and they're having cake, they just want to keep having more and more and more. And that's usually because the, because of the sugar. Yeah. And uh, the desserts that I made, uh, I noticed that they wouldn't take more than one or two because their body just tells them that I've had enough. Okay. Okay. So, you know, you know, one thing similar, I'll, it, this is, there's a very interesting point since you mentioned that, you know, there are times where, uh, where, where I'm eating, for example, cakes that are made out of coconut sugar instead of like, you know, normal processed sugar. And of course they taste really good. But at the same time, like what you said, I don't really have a lot. And I thought that it's because I don't like it. But it's because mm. our body adjusts itself to healthy food. Like, is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, it's the kind of food. So, for example, if you're eating protein, like mm -hmm. when you're eating food, right, always start with protein. Because protein, your body gives you a sign that it's getting full within five minutes. With carbs... It takes a much longer time for, for your body to give you a sign that, yep, I'm full now. So if you start with protein, your body starts to give you that sign, okay, I'm already kind of full. And then you, and then you uh, move on to the other stuff. And that in itself, you know, you'll get that sign that, okay, I am full now. So most of the healthy desserts that I make uh, have protein in them and have fiber in them. So when you eat them, you, uh, your body gives you that sign right away that I'm full, had enough. <laughs> and, you, and, and that desire to just keep having more and more because it's not doing what sugar does. Like I said, sugar does the same thing in your brain that cocaine does. So, you know, it's, it's not addictive. Coconut sugar is not addictive. It's lighter on your body. It's lighter on your system. And then when you add those protein, fiber, all of that stuff into a dessert, not only is it delicious, it's actually, you know, it's, it's actually really good for your body. So when you're eating those, you don't even need to feel guilty because you know you're getting all of this goodness, all of these nutrients that your body needs. And yet they still taste good. Yep, they do. Right. So the key over here is in uh, is in protein. Starting with protein, that way our body feels full and not it doesn't need to constantly, you know, keep having having again and again and again. And having coconut sugar, which is actually good for your body instead of processed sugar. Yes, coconut sugar is much better. Wow. Okay. So this is this is something that I'm definitely gonna try uh, for me personally, right? So is this one of the alternatives that you mentioned in the beginning, Simmer? Yes. Yeah. So I'm I'm a big believer that you like because I like. See, the thing is, I always teach people what is doable for me. 
Okay, so I never teach someone something really unrealistic that I read and I, I personally cannot even do yeah. and be like, why don't you go and try this thing? You know? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, for example, yeah, so, like, you know, go a day just having bananas. Exactly. That's so That's unrealistic ridiculous. and crazy. I don't think that our body needs to eat like that. You know, it, it, it's just unnatural. And for me, I'm, I was brought up in India and yeah. I love Indian food. I don't think that like, if somebody told me that stop eating rice forever or stop eating sugar, only eat sugar in fruit. I, I think that would be crazy. Like I, it's just not doable for me. So I'm not going to tell people to do that because I know that when I quit sugar and dairy and gluten, how crazy that made me. At least for three months, I was completely uh, obsessed with Absolutely. dessert. You I know, it's, I yeah. So yeah. it was like, oh my God. And, and that's why I would never tell someone to just eliminate a food group from their diet it's more like you know if you have a favorite food you take that and then instead of making it with the ingredients that cause trouble you replace it with healthier ingredients and enjoy it and and you don't even have to feel you know guilty for having that food anymore because you can actually just really enjoy that food now and stay healthy Right. I think I think that's. Uh, I I'm I'm. I mean, like I can really absolutely relate with with the Indian food part because uh, Indian food is like filled with like you know oil and sugar, right? And we eat a lot of rice as well. So, so so I think this is a very good news for some of our listeners here who are like wondering, similar like you know, I I I really like to eat, right? I really like to eat, but I want to lose weight as well. So the key over here is not in cutting the amount but in replacing them with a healthier option that tastes as good yes yes for sure i love that i love that uh thank you for sharing that especially for me as well so okay Simmer, i have an, i have another question like i'm going a little broader right right now we're talking about food here and its relation mm-hmm. to health okay so i'm sure a lot of us like i'm in my 20s as well right so you know, there are a lot of us who say, you know, I'm in my 20s. I'm even in my 30s, right? I eat whatever I want. Uh, you know, I go eat junk food whenever I want, but I'm feeling okay. You know, I don't feel anything. So why do I need to focus on food when it comes to health and nutrition? Yeah, Instead of just like, for example, exercise or, you know, mental health, for example. Why food in particular? Right. Yeah, the thing about 20s, you know, talking from my personal experience is that most times the problem is that we don't feel a thing, you know, cause our body is young and if you have good genes, you're just going to feel good. You know, you can go and eat whatever you want and you'll still be fine. But the issue with that is the compound effect of these habits that we have, that we create not only does it like impact our long-term, you know, like if you create a habit, which is, okay, in the morning, I'm going to eat a burger every day, you know, for breakfast. It's like, okay, you've now created this habit, which your twenties, you know, in your twenties, you may not feel the impact of this, but in your thirties and your forties, that is going to 
wreak havoc with your body. And, uh, and the other thing is, you know, one of the, uh, I'll tell you a story. So when I was 19, I was in MCM DAV college in, in, in Chandigarh, it's a girls college. And we had this actress who came to visit us. She was, and uh, you know, she was one of the students in MCM and then she went on to become an actress and she was so beautiful. She was right. in her forties and absolutely gorgeous. She was in her 40s. Yeah, she was. Yeah, yeah. She was in her 40s and she was gorgeous. So even as she was going up to the podium to talk, there were like a few girls that reached out to her. They're like, how do you look so amazing? Yeah. Like, what's your secret? Because we've, you know, not everyone looks like that in their 40s. Absolutely. And and how old were you guys at the time? I was 19. So I think okay. most girls were about anywhere from 18 to 20, 21. Okay. Okay. Well, fair enough. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. So she went up and, you know, she shared, she's like, in your twenties, you look amazing because you have good genes. Okay. But when you get to your thirties and your forties, you can look good if you took care of your body in your 20s if you take care of your mind your overall well-being so she's like by the time you get into your 40s literally the thoughts that you've had the food that you've had the the people that you spend time with is all gonna show on your face so (laughs) so it's yeah, it's really important to be aware of your the food that you're eating. And, and especially if you want to be looking amazing and radiant in your 30s, in your 40s, it's so much easier to preserve something that's really good than get to a point where you've already lost your health mm-hmm. and then try to get it back. Or you've, you know, it's, it's harder to... Uh, to what's the word it's harder to make the wrinkles go away it's easier to keep your skin looking young can you repeat that it's easier to it's easier to keep your skin and your body looking young than try to reverse the effect later that's yeah that that makes sense if you really think about it right once you've already reached that stage where it's already kind of like wrinkled and it's you know it's difficult to turn it around but once you start preserving it from the beginning it is much easier to keep it that way is that what she's trying to say yes yeah okay okay so so that means uh, and and i think that's a I, that must have been a story that really inspired you simmer yeah, absolutely. I mean, that was the day I decided. I was like, I'm going to take care of myself, my body. And then I guess uh, with time, you know, you start spending, uh, <laughs> it's like you're still young, you're still going out, you're still spending time with your friends, hanging out. And things just, you know, you just forget these things. And that's why, like, I was at when I really started decided to change myself it was literally these were the things that were in my mind I'm like I want to have I want to be I want to feel good I want to 
look good when I'm getting older, you know? So I was like, I got to take care of myself now. Like right now, if I don't take care of myself now, and I was in my twenties as well, I was like, if I don't take care of myself now, then how much worse is this going to get? You know? Right. Right. And so that, that made you make a decision that, you know what, no matter what I'm going to take care of, especially my nutrition and my food. Yes. Okay. Okay. So that means, you know, from that story that you heard from that actress that came to your, to your university, and of course it inspired you to be who you are today. You are hell bent on believing that, you know, besides just thoughts and, you know, your lifestyle and, and the kind of people you're around, food is very essential to the body and our health. Yes, and absolutely. You've, and you've proven it yourself, right? Back then, like you, you, you had that inflammation and you went, to the, you went to the doctor and now that you changed your diet and today I'm sure you're at a, better, you're at a much better place right now. Yeah, I mean, um, I'll tell you what, since 2013 until now, I have never taken antibiotics again. At all? Completely? Nope. Not even once. And at that point of time, when you realized that your doctor told you that you had all these, uh, you know, for example, inflammation and stuff like that, or allergies, right? How much dose of medicines were you given? Oh, no, I, I didn't see a doctor for that. I actually went to a naturopath and she oh, asked me to change my diet okay. and she got me to, she told me that, uh, you know, the importance of nutritional supplements. So I changed my diet and I added nutritional supplements to my regime. Right, right. So, so there was no, like, you didn't, you didn't go to a regular doctor who, pres who prescribed you medicines at that time. No, yeah, because I had already been taking so many medicines and I had been to the doctor almost every month and there was nothing new, no new ideas coming my way. It was like, oh, yeah, it's fine. Just take this antibiotic, take this antibiotic. And I was just at a point where I was like, I've had enough. And it's not like if it was actually going to fix the problem, then I would stop getting sick the next time. Right. But. I'll get sick, take antibiotics, then I'll get better. Next month, I'll get sick with something else. Take antibiotics, get better, and then next month, get sick with something else. So ultimately, it was not solving the problem. It was more like, you know, if, if you have a tree that's going, uh, the leaves are uh, going down or it's drying up, it's kind of like the medi medication is kind of like just painting the leaves with, with the green paint and being like, oh, my tree is all new now. It's, it's all healed. The, the problem is in the roots. So <laughs> if you don't take care of the roots and give the tree the nutrition that it needs, the water that it needs, it's not going to get any better. Right. That makes absolute sense. And not to forget the side effects that medicine carries with it, right? Yeah. I mean, medications can cause really bad damage to the liver, kidney, all of these organs and our body. And ultimately, it's like, you know, if you have a problem in your body, 
our body has connected systems. You know, you'll, you'll give yourself a medicine. There's a symptom that your body is having, right? Your body is trying to tell you that there's a problem with something. You give medicine to your body and you literally stop it from communicating with you. And then the same problem goes into a different part of your body and your body's like, I have a problem here. Do something about this. And, and you give yourself medicine again. And again, the symptom is just covered up. It's not necessarily taken care of. It's not necessarily healed. The only thing that actually heals, actually repairs the cells of our body are antioxidants. So the antioxidants actually go in and they start to do the repair in the body. And that's why that's so important to have the right kind of nutrition. And I'm a big believer in supplementation as well. I think every one of us needs uh, proper supplementation these days because of the kind of environment we live in. I mean, my grandma, my parents' generation, they never took supplements. And I was brought up in India, so I didn't even believe in them, you know, because I was like, no, my body should make all the, all the nutrition from the food that I get, you know. Right. But that's not the reality we're living in. I mean, think about the food quality we have available, the kind of sprays that get sprayed on our food, the pollution. I mean, my grandma didn't really deal with that, these issues back then. She didn't have radiation in her life or cell phones. So, you know, now like she's in her 80s and she still doesn't have any major health problems because she was brought up in that really clean, beautiful environment. And she ate food that was not out of packets like chips and stuff. She ate food that was created at home from the backyard vegetables, you know? So that's the thing that when I learned about that, I was like, oh my God, like I need to be taking supplements. I agree with you when it comes to the, uh, to the time, right? Back then during our grandparents and grandparents time, you know, there was no such thing as pollution and all these things that we're facing today. So we can't just expect that, you know, everything that's environmentally correct at that point of time will also be there for us at this time. So absolutely, I agree with you. And uh, I like what you mentioned about the medicine and not solving the issue because I personally myself don't really believe in medicines myself, right? Mm. And, um, and the fact that you didn't consume medicines today right? When back then you see, you, you mentioned that you had several medicines that you had to go through just by changing your diet. And I'm sure changing your mindset as well. Now you're at really good shape, right? I've met you a couple of times and it's not just about you. It's just it's also about your energies, but it's completely different. That means you are like, you are proof that changing your diet can actually change your body and also change your life. Yes, absolutely. And it awesome. has a huge impact on your mindset too. Because when your body is cleaner, you'll find that your mind is actually clearer as well. And it's easier to have happier thoughts. <laughs> wow. So it's, so it's connected. It's not only that the thoughts affect the body, because we know it is, right? But it's also the body affects the thoughts. Yes. Yeah. The food that we eat has a huge impact on the way that we think. Even now, like... I find that if there are times when I'm just 
eating a lot of junk food or, or not taking care of myself, I'll know within, within a few days that, okay, I need, to, I need to do something because this is really, I'll start getting really stressed. I'll get, you know, really shitty with people and it, yeah, it's not pretty. So then I am like, okay, no, I need to clean this up. And when I clean up my diet again, my body starts to feel good. And you know, if you're feeling good in your body, you're just naturally happy. Yeah, I agree with that. Absolutely. Like I've met you a couple of times. I met Nathan as well, Deep as well. I'm like, whenever I'm around you guys, it's like, you know, there's something about the energy that's going around, right? So yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I, I, I have to agree with that, you know? So although I've not really tried the diet that, of course, you're going to be sharing, right? But I can absolutely agree with that. So, okay. So Simmer, okay. Now we agree that food has a lot to do with our body, right? And let's let's go back to not just a healthy lifestyle, right? A healthy mm -hmm. lifestyle is one thing. We all want to like, you know, be around till like we are 70s, 80s and not having to go through that period where we have osteoporosis and stuff like that. We want to be healthy, you know? And uh, not just that we want to look good in our 30s and 40s, like what you mentioned, but you know, Let's just make it simple, right? These days, when it comes to food, right, junk food are way cheaper and way easier accessible as compared to healthier food, right? And that, mm. because of that, we've become so accustomed to eating not healthy, it becomes a habit. And it's been going on for probably 20 years plus. So it's very difficult to leave the food that we already get accustomed to, right? That we already really mm. like. So what's your what's your suggestion for our listeners here who would like to live a healthier lifestyle but it's so difficult to leave their favorite food which is definitely not healthy right so when it comes to like creating any kind of new change in your in your life you really have to create a new habit right right so and and it's never easy to create a new habit in your life because every time you try something that's not in your comfort zone, it's always uncomfortable because it's not in your comfort zone. Yeah. Okay. So obviously it's going to feel different. It's going to feel like not, you know, out of, just uncomfortable. But at the same time, if you find ways to actually incorporate that into your lifestyle, that would be the biggest thing you can do for yourself. So how do you do that? You do it by creating smaller goals for yourself. So instead of being like, from today onwards, I will never ever do this again. Like I would never eat this thing again. You just tell yourself that I'm gonna cut this thing out for the next, say, four weeks. And, and then find a healthy alternative. So for example, when it comes to chips, a lot of times the crunchiness of the chips just tastes really good. Mm -hmm. and uh and and it could be a habit that when you're sitting in your office for example you want something to munch on when you're yeah. thinking maybe that's a habit that you have that when you're thinking you want to reach in when you want to reach for something and be munching on it and that helps you think or whatever that is right so you want to find a healthier alternative for that for example 
if it's something salty, you could get, um, you know, there these days, you know, you can get these um, vegetable crisps that can be, that are healthy and they are air dried. Those wow. can be a good option. Okay. And, vegetable uh, crisps. Okay. I've never heard yeah. of that. Yeah. They're available these days. I don't particularly like them because I usually, when I do munch on things, I munch on something sweet. So okay. my favorite munching snack would be like um, cashews and raisins. Cashew and raisin. Okay. Yeah. So if you keep a bag of cashews and raisins with you on, on the table, you'll find that, you know, it's sweet. It kind of takes care of that sweet tooth. And at the same time, the cashews are the protein. So you can't overdo it either. Right. And it takes care of that. So uh, that habit that you have. So I think just being aware of where, when, when are the times that you tend to really overeat or snack on things that are really unhealthy for you. And then finding other alternatives to replace those things. And obviously, like I said, it's going to be uncomfortable in the beginning because everything that's out of your comfort zone is not going to be easy to incorporate. So it's going to take planning in the start. Like when I first cut out sugar, dairy, and gluten, I, I had to plan every single day. What am I going to eat tomorrow? That's going to be sweet, right. you know? And but I, I was committed to that and I decided that, okay, I'm going to do this. You know, I have to be committed to myself. There is of a course. reason for this, you know? So, so that's, that's one thing, planning and uh, creating alternatives for the habits that you already have. So alternatives that you can eat. And then the third is get connected to your why. Like, why right. do you want to? do this why do you want to get healthy what is that going to provide for you because ultimately you know uh, i don't think that if i wasn't connected to the fact that i wanted to be healthy but more than anything i wanted my skin to look good i just wanted radiant glowing skin and it was just impossible with the food that i was eating and so every single time that I would think about eating the foods that I didn't want to eat, I would just remind myself that, look, this is going to be so worth it. Like, this is so going to be worth it. Of so course. it's really important to keep your first get clear about why you want to do something. Why yeah. do you want to make that change? Lose weight. You know, because a lot of times we think about losing weight, but most most people can't stick to that because they haven't really gotten deep enough to actually actually get connected to why they really want to do that like what is it going to provide for you right. in your life who would you get to be how would you feel in your body like what is it going to do to you you know if you actually were able to do this and then whatever that is whatever that ideal is that you really want actually get a picture of someone who is there put it on your wall and keep it in front of you every single day as a reminder for your mind that i'm i'm going there i'm going there so when you have that idea that you know what it doesn't really matter i'm tired of this thing 
that's yeah. when you're going to look at that and be like, no, I want to do this because I really, really want that life. I want to be that person who is going to feel like that, talk like that, look like that. Of course, of course. That's, that, that's very practical, Simmer. I, I agree with you and I really love particularly the part where you said you set smaller goals, plan out your day, like create alternatives and set your why. And especially putting that, uh, putting that person who is already there picture. Now, this is my question, Simmer. Um, you know, there are times, like even for me at times, you know, like for example, I put this picture of a guy and you know what, I want to be like that. I want to be like that. I keep telling myself every day, right? I want to be like that. Whenever I'm about to eat that, for example, my favorite food, right? and I know that it's not healthy, but I want to be mm-hmm. like that. But, you know, there are times, there are times where, you know, certain, and, uh, you know, just now you mentioned about, for example, munching, munching on something. There are certain psychological aspects of us at certain point of time that triggers that thing to mm-hmm. come out. Right. For example, it's for example, it's boredom. Boredom usually leads like we want to eat something or stress or, for example, mm. just exhaustion. Right. For example, when we're exhausted, we we tend to want to drink something sweet. For example. So, uh, I think we've ever spoken about that, Simran. Like we were, what's that called? Yes. And you know, what's that called? And how do you overcome that once you realize that okay, this certain emotions of mine causes this certain habits of mine. Hmm. Yeah, so that's what we call emotional eating. Emotional and, eating, yes, correct. Yeah, and it's very common. And, and you know, I, I still actually experience this. If I'm really stressed out about something or I've been anxious about something, I'll find that I'll just like, it's like a different entity is in my body just taking me to the fridge. And right. I'll just grab food and start eating it and and keep going you know like this thing and then after half an hour another one and another one and and usually just ends up making me feel really shitty like for example i'll tell you what um when we had to come during because of the lockdown we had to fly back home really quickly within like a day um, when the visa policies changed and stuff like that and all of that, you know, uh, getting communication from everyone being like, oh, my God, like, uh, I don't know if you're going to be able to enter India right now because countries are closing borders. Like the whole thing was so stressful, like unbelievably stressful. I can imagine. That by the time, yeah, by the time we got home, my, within a week, my skin had completely broken out. I was super stressed. I could feel it in my body. And and I just felt like I needed to sleep like for a long, a lot of hours every single day, you know? Of course, of course. And another thing was emotional eating. I just like, I found myself because mom would always make treats for us that are healthy. You know, she loves (laughs) cooking and and she is so good. Right, (laughs) right. Moms are the sweetest when it comes to food. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Like she's learned all our healthy desserts and all our healthy foods and she like makes them all. And and it's always available in the fridge. So, but I just found myself 
like getting up, going and reaching for those foods over and over and over. And at the end of the night, like I would just feel so full, so bloated. I was like, oh my God. Then- <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. I'm not the only one who does that, you know. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I mean, this is so, this is like, this is so common. I think most of us deal with this. Right. You know, and but after a few days of doing this and feeling crazy in my body, I just like I told myself, okay, stop. Like there was this moment where I was gonna reach for that piece of cake again, and I was like, I just gave myself like a two-minute breather. I was like, stop. Am I hungry right now? And I just asked myself that. I just stopped. I was like, I'm just going to stop for two minutes and I'm just going to ask my body, like, am I hungry right now? I put my hand on my stomach and I was like, am I hungry right now? Uh, is, the, is, the, is the hand gesture like required or is it just like something that you do? I mean, it's, it's something that I do. You can okay. literally just stop and you can literally just stop and be <laughs> okay. quiet for two minutes. And, and just like you could literally be looking at the food and be like, am I hungry right now? Or am I just eating because I'm stressed? And I just asked myself that. And I was like, mm, okay, I'm not hungry even a little bit. So because I gave myself those two minutes of stop, I literally I decided in that moment, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go and drink some water instead. And I had a big glass of water. And of course, after drinking a big glass of water, you anyway can't eat anymore. So yeah so that's like a good way to deal with emotional eating is just stop just check in with yourself like am i actually hungry for this right now or am i just munching on it because i'm stressed because this thing happened at work or this thing happened at home this person said this to me and i'm really upset about that and and if something like that is happening, it's really important to actually deal with the issue. And you could literally, but being aware is the first part. You know, a lot of times we're not, we don't even take that moment to be aware of what is really bothering me right now. Right. The, the, and, the, the core issue that's actually going on. Yeah, like what is bothering me right now? And I found that because I had all that stress coming here and then this whole week of just sleeping and sleeping and, you know, craziness, that I, I, I just found myself getting anxious that I wasn't doing my work, I wasn't doing what I needed to, and then there was just a lot going on, you know? So I just, when I asked myself, am I, am I hungry right now? It gave me two minutes to just get aware it was like no i'm not hungry right now and then why am i eating because i'm worried about something okay sit down for two minutes i and i find like writing down in a uh, in a notebook is really helpful like free writing especially if you're someone that's not super connected to your emotions which i am not very connected to my emotions a lot of times okay so <laughs> <laughs> so I find that free writing really helps me because I can, when I start writing, like what is really bothering me and what could be bothering me and the thing just starts to come up and I can actually deal with that then be like, okay, 
this is why I've been really anxious. Okay, what can I do about it? I'm going to put some, uh, some sort of action plan for myself that I'm going to do this, this, and this to deal with this now. Right. So, but when you actually just write it down, right? So, okay, let's keep you know, setting an action plan aside. Like when you just write it down, like 50% of the task is done most of the time. Yeah, yeah. Because right. when you start to really get aware of what's bothering you, then you can actually let it go. Because sometimes right. it's not even something you need to do anything about. It could just be something that's bothering you and upset, something that someone said to you that upset you, you know? So yeah, of course. in that case, yeah, in that case, the punishment shouldn't be ours by <laughs> but, but the thing is, sometimes we don't see it as a punishment, Seema. We see it as a reward. Like, hey, you know what? I yeah. went through this. You know, I, I, I met this very annoying guy. And like, he screamed at me, although it's not my fault. You know, I'm going to reward myself and get myself chocolate. Mm. Right. <laughs> right. So yeah. that's, that's different from emotional eating, I think, in, in a way that, like, the emotional eating that I was talking about is more like uh, you just keep reaching for more food, more food, more food. At the end of the day, you feel so full and uncomfortable. It's crazy, right? You know you shouldn't be eating. And the, what really adds to your stress is the fact that you now are eating all that food and making yourself wrong for it. So you're like, I'm so stupid. I have no willpower. I can't do anything about it. I don't know what's wrong with me. Why do I keep eating like this, right? When it comes right. to something like this, like if there's a situation, for example, that happened and you're feeling really bad and you want to be like, I just want to feel good about something right now. And for you, that means going for a piece of cake. Yeah. Then my suggestion to you would be in that moment to really let yourself have that moment. Wow. Because you don't want to, you don't want to have that cake. Like, if you have a situation that happened that made you feel so bad and you're at a point where you're like, I just want to feel good and I just want to feel good. And that means that I'm going to go for that chocolate cake, the double chocolate cake with the ice cream, then eating that and being like, I'm so stupid. I shouldn't have done this. I have no willpower. Why do I do this? <laughs> It yeah, kind of yeah, kills yeah. the purpose of that moment, right? Right, right, right. So, so if you want to do that to make yourself feel better, you, you want to be kind to yourself and let yourself have it. Really enjoy it. Like stop everything else. Stop your phone. Put it away. Put your work away. Be like, I'm just going to give myself these 10 minutes with this double chocolate cake and ice cream, and I'm just going to really dig in and really enjoy every single moment of this experience. Wow. Well, but wouldn't it be, an, wouldn't it be an, a, a habit, Simmer, if that continues? Like if you allow yourself to break it once, mm -hmm. like wouldn't it become a habit again and again and again after that? A lot of times, actually, it's, it's the resistance that creates that addiction to the because anything you resist persists but if wow. you're gonna do this like i have moments where i'm like i'm feeling horrible right now i need something to make me feel good and i'll sit down and i'll eat something and i'll be like oh, it just makes me feel good i'm happy right. 
thank you right. to myself and thank you to this cake <laughs> <laughs> it's done amazing wonders for me right now helping me feel good okay I, I can't imagine being there like watching you do that like i would laugh but okay <laughs> but okay i get i get i get what you're saying but like but similar like i have one question like regarding this right because it leads to my next question actually you know, there are times where we're busy, right? Mm -hmm. You know, we, we, for example, we're going out of town, stuff like that. And there's just nothing else open but that food that sells, at, but that restaurant that sells us the food that we swear we're not going to eat for the next month. Or so, you know, mm -hmm. like, of course, like, I'm sure, like, uh, leading to the, you know, to the suggestion you gave just now, like, when you eat it, just eat it, like, just give you 100%. But okay this is the case what if it becomes an addiction like the next day something else happens again and you eat it again something else happens again and you eat it again wouldn't it be a wouldn't it be an addiction uh so if that happens like if you find that okay i've been doing this every single day like this isn't a once in a month phenomena or once in two months phenomena yeah. then I would suggest replacing it. Replace it with something healthy that you can really enjoy. Like there are so many healthy treats you can have, healthy uh, desserts you can have that, that taste really good. And you won't need to worry about it. All it's going to do is it's going to give your body the nutrition it needs and at the same time satisfy that feeling of really wanting to feel good. You know, so after that, you don't even need to beat yourself up because you just gave yourself, say, a chocolate tart that's made with avocados. Hello, that is like really healthy. It's good fats. You're right. happy. I ate that. And avocado <laughs> is delicious. Yeah. And a lot of times the avocado mousse dishes, like the desserts that you get out there, and these are available in, in different restaurants, by the way. So. Right. When you start to look for them, you'll, you'll start to find them. Like, I have a very busy lifestyle. I travel a lot. And a lot of times, it's really hard to find um, healthy foods everywhere, you know. So I always do just one thing. Like, if I know that tomorrow I'm going to be traveling from this place to this place and the food available on the way, like, most times you know what's going to be available on the way, right? Yeah. So... I'll be like, okay, the food available on the way is not something that I want to eat. So what can I take with me that I could literally munch on during the way and then also, you know, be full. Right. So usually I would just, uh, if I'm going on a longer sort of journey, I'll start with, um, I'll eat a big meal that's yeah. healthy mm -hmm. and then take something with me that I can carry with me. And then, of course, like I, I use protein shakes and stuff like that. So I'll always carry that with me. And I'll be like, right. if I'm really desperate and I, I am super hungry, I'm just going to have my protein shake. No problem. Right. Right. So it goes back to, uh, to, to the previous point, which is like to plan it well and to create alternatives. And of course, to go back to your why, Simmer. Yes. Yeah. Really nice, really nice. I think uh, those are some really, really practical tips. I um, because like these questions that I'm asking you, Simar, actually came from a couple of friends of mine who are struggling with diets and with 
you know, healthy eating. So I think these are some really, really practical ones. So before, you know, before I sum up, like whatever we have like spoken about, uh, Simmer, would you like to share just one alternative, probably, you know, that, that, that our listeners can like, you know, apply in their homes? Just one alternative of a menu. Sure. So definitely, you know, you can replace the white sugar with coconut sugar. Okay. You can replace white rice with red rice. I know this isn't one. <laughs> I'm giving you a few here. Right, right. Please keep going. <laughs> <laughs> You're more than welcome to keep going. <laughs> yeah, because the red rice are full of fiber. And right. that's what makes them uh, their glycemic index lower. And it doesn't uh, spike up your blood sugar. So... Then after you eat a meal with red rice, you won't feel hungry like crazy after an hour, say, or half an hour, because that's what usually would happen if you eat a white rice meal. You just like within a half an hour, an hour, you will be like famished. You will want something sweet. That's where the cravings come from. So replacing the white rice with red rice or brown rice or even cauliflower rice is a really good alternative for in the asian markets right right that, that's true by the way with the with the with the white rice and you know after a while first of all you feel sleazy you don't feel like doing anything because it's like it makes mm-hmm. you feel it makes you really heavy right and after that yeah you start craving more sugar and now yeah. that you mentioned, then I'm start realizing, right, this is actually true. Yeah, because uh, when you eat anything that uh, that's a simple carb or sugar, uh, a simple carb like white rice just converts into sugar within minutes, in, like into your bloodstream, and and it spikes up your blood sugar. And to bring down that blood sugar, your body has to release insulin. So when your body releases insulin it brings down the blood sugar way too much, creating like a roller coaster effect. And then it goes lower than the normal that it needs to be. And that's when you feel sleepy and you feel like I need something. And that's when you would reach for something sweet or another rice meal or something like that and spike up your blood sugar again. And then the insulin is created. It brings it down again. And you have this roller coaster going on the whole day until you sleep and you think that you have willpower issues. Right. It has nothing to do with willpower. Right, right, right. That makes sense. That makes sense. Because similar that you mentioned, now, now I understand why it happened, right? These past couple of weeks, I've been trying a new lifestyle. That way, you know, I wanted to wake up at, no, I didn't want it. I've tried it for a couple of days. I woke up at four in the morning, took like ice cold shower early in the morning, right? You know, rose up the stamina, you know, make me so super conscious, right? And I was going to, you know, get the day done amazingly. But then I had rice for breakfast. And after that, I felt sleepy again. I'm like, what the heck is happening? I thought something is wrong with my lifestyle, right? So this is why. So it's because of the rice. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Best thing is to start your day with protein. Start your day with oatmeal, eggs, things like that. Because protein is low glycemic, like it doesn't have a glycemic index, but it breaks down in your body slowly. So because your body breaks it down slowly, 
uh, it gives you that stable blood sugar levels. Right, right, right. That makes sense. And what more about, willpower. <laughs> what about, uh, okay, I, I'm going to try that starting from tomorrow. I'm not really a big fan of uh, brown, uh, like red rice, but, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's better to work better rather than to be sleepy. Simmer, one question. What about oil? Mm -hmm. Like, is that healthy? Yeah, oil is great. It depends on how you're using it. So when it comes to olive oil, uh, it's better to, uh, olive oil has a very low heating point. So it's better to just uh, put it on your salads and eat it like that. And oil is amazing. Good fats are awesome for your body. Also, by the way, because good fats break down slowly as well. And, and our brain needs it too. So really awesome for putting on your salads, putting on your food. Uh, sometimes I would even have my rice station. Um, I actually just put some oil on top, <clears throat> some olive oil. And then coconut oil is good for cooking. So because coconut, coconut oil, oil okay. has a much higher heating point, so it doesn't convert into trans fats when you're heating it. Um, I do recommend people not to eat fried foods. It's better to take the same recipe that you have and bake it so that you can then have something uh, that's healthier and it's not fried because most fried foods have trans fats in them and they just are not good for your body at all. So, Right, right, right. I, yeah. I really like the idea of not frying it but baking it because it tastes almost equally as good, but it's way more healthier, yes, Maria? Especially yes. if you use oil of olive oil instead of just normal oil. Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Beautiful, beautiful. Similar. It was, it was an amazing uh, session. I'll just uh, sum up very quickly what I learned from you. I mean, like, I'm not a very nutrition guy, to be honest, before this. But like, after this interview with you, I've got a lot of new understanding, especially like, I'm trying to see it from a point of view of someone who is and I'm sure you as well, as someone who don't have all the time in the world, that you're busy people, you have things to run, businesses to run, work to run. So this, I think, is a very practical advice. Some of the best, best advice and suggestions I got from you is, you know, when you're 20s, your you know perfect skin and your health come from good genes, and but when you're 40s, it comes from taking care of yourself, your thoughts, your food, and of course the people that you surround yourself with that's really that that's really good it's easier to keep your body healthy rather than to change it once it's all once it's already like unhealthy when it's reached a certain point and then sugar has the same effect like cocaine because it gets you addicted to more that's also a new aha moment for me and then uh, it's not about the like it's not about the amount of food that you eat that controls the weight and also the nutrition it's also the kind that's, that's, that's something new. And uh, by the way, later on, Simmer, I'm sure a lot of our listeners here would like to know more about, you know, you know the kind of menus to replace. And I'm definitely going to introduce, like, I'm going to give you contact, right? And like, what do you do? And then uh, it's not just that the thoughts control the body, but also the body controls the thoughts. That's powerful. Medicines don't really cure the root of the problem but it's nutrition mindset and also your lifestyle and uh, to replace a habit 
that is already in our comfort zone is to create smaller goals, to plan it, you know, create alternatives and to know your why. And uh, when it comes to emotional eating, take the first two minutes. Don't make a decision quickly, right? Take the first two minutes and ask yourself, like, am I really hungry or is it uh, emotional the challenge that I'm facing. If it is an emotional challenge, drink water and deal with the issue. I really like that. What, why am I feeling like this? And, and if you have to have that, for example, that food, right? Then have that moment. Do not, uh, you know, do not try to resist because what you resist persists and just enjoy. Some of his replacements that I find really good, replace white sugar with coconut sugar. Right, and then white rice with red rice or cauliflower rice, olive oil with coconut oil. So, is there anything you'd like to add, Samantha? No, I think you've summed it all up. <laughs> right, really good. So, Simmer, um, what's the aha moment that our listener can apply today itself to be on their way to a healthier lifestyle? Something practical, Simmer. So the aha moment would be some, uh, basically just take the time to sit down and write out your why, why you would want to make a change in your life and then start creating those habits. Right. Start creating new habits, new change in your life. And whatever you do today, your decisions today are going to impact your life tomorrow and, the year, and for the years to come. So start today start today right and that goes for me as well by the way <laughs> so yes. so yeah 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 that goes for me as well today yay yeah so start with your why and then create the habits because like you know when we're in our 30s and when you're in our 40s right we would look back at today similar and we're like i'm glad we started right i'm sure that happens with you as well yeah absolutely because um, i actually happen to feel more healthy now in my 30s than I ever did before. Right, right, right. And you're like, I mean, like if, if, if our listener here would have met Simmer, right, you would have known she's, she'll, she, she's like a 20-year-old in herself, right? Her skin, her energy, her enthusiasm. She's just an amazing person. And I'm sure we have learned a lot from you as well, Simmer. So, um, so thank you, Simmer, for this incredibly Beautiful interview that I believe would be very, very beneficial to our listener today. So similar, if they want to reach out to you and ask further, now that they're already inspired by, okay, so I need to create a new habit. I need to replace my food. I need to get into that lifestyle. Today. So how can they reach out to you? Okay, so you can find me at Glamour and Purpose on Instagram and Facebook. Okay. And you can also check out our uh, body love program on, uh, on my website at glamourandpurpose.com. And then I also do have a podcast, which is also called Glamour and Purpose. So you can find me on any different channels uh, for my podcast too. Right, right. So if you want to ask anything Glamour and Purpose, reach out to Glamour and Purpose, right? On Instagram, uh, also visit glamourandpurpose.com. Yes, Maria? Yes, glamourandpurpose.com. And also you also have a podcast, Glamour and Purpose. Are they, is, is, uh, are they on Spotify? Yes, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. 
it's all over. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. So for our listeners here who would like to reach out to Simran and ask further, you can always find her on Glamour and Purpose on Instagram, glamourandpurpose.com, Glamour and Purpose Podcast. So thank you so much, Simran, for today, for sharing some tips. We've learned a lot from you. Thank you, Nitesh, for having me here. I've had a wonderful time. It's an honor. It's an honor to have you here. So that's it for our episode of Vitamin Consciousness today with Simmer Gill McCullough. Thank you very much for listening. Do not forget to follow, like, comment, subscribe, and share this episode with your friends and family under the name Vitamin Consciousness. Stay tuned with us for our upcoming episodes. This is your host, Nitesh Gyanjandar.